Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Thank you. Uh, good morning, LBCF. Happy New Year. Um, I am very happy to be on screen today. I've spent most of the week thinking it was a different day. Um, so the fact that I'm here today uh, is a victory for me. Um, if you are new to the community, welcome. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have small groups throughout the year. Um, and if you have any questions about what we do or what we're all about and you're new to our community, make sure to send an email to lbcf at lbcf.org. Um, as Barb said, my name's Ryan and I'm the teaching pastor here. And saying that out loud has been something that is really exciting, but honestly more than just a little scary for me. Um, one, because I know myself pretty well and I've spent the last couple of years kind of learning more about myself and being honest about who I am. And so when that you do that, asking people for grace uh, becomes a priority. And two, I take this teaching very seriously. And um, just so you know, before we even met today, I was asking Barb and everybody on the screen where I should put my notes. And so I have my phone here with notes and I have some on the screen. And so if you see me clicking around, um, it's because I'm trying my best to, to make sure that I stay faithful to, to, to do this well. Um, and that has me pretty nervous today. I was clearing my throat for about 15 minutes before I got on screen. Um, and so I am, I want to just, um, make sure that I'm staying faithful to what I believe the Bible teaches us about our human lives, because I think that one of the, um, one of the things that keeps the church fighting with itself rather than being out there doing the work of the church is that there is a desperate need to understand what the Bible teaches us about how to live. Um, and I guess the last piece um, is that I I know that in preparing this, I had a lot of different ideas because I'm, I'm very excited about the opportunity um, where I was given sort of a blank canvas um, to teach on whatever I wanted to teach on. And when that happens, I, um, I want to be, I want you to think that I'm clever. I want you to think that I'm funny or interesting or impressive. And so I have all of these sort of home run messages that I try and pull out and I wonder which one would be the most impressive. And I know that so much of that comes in the way of me being faithful to what I know I need to do. And that's listening. Um, and so I want to make sure that as we are teaching through um, whatever we talk about, that we're constantly listening to what the Holy Spirit would teach us. And so um, I, as I was preparing, um, I would, and trying to pull out all these, uh, like I said, home run messages, uh, the Holy Spirit kept returning me to a phrase that we'll be looking at today. And I want to open our Bible today to start our year in Psalm 34. So if we could pull that up, I'm going to read the entire thing. And then um, I'm clicking through because I need this to be full screen. But um, okay, 
Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer and want hunger, want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. All right, let me get back to my notes here really quick. So, in our community, we talk and we have this phrase about being contemplative charismatics. And so if you've heard that thrown around and if that's ever confused you, what that basically means is that we honor God in the way that we use our minds and that we believe the Holy Spirit moves wild and freely and we want to participate in that Spirit-led life. And the idea that I felt like the Holy Spirit kept returning me to at the start of this new year is that we would be a community that is grounded also through regular, tangible, and specific habits of faithfulness. And we see that right in the middle of Psalm 34 when we read, taste and see. Taste and see. Our God is very aware of all the things that you are dealing with in your life and all of the thing all of these things are on a backdrop of what's happening maybe in your family in our neighborhoods and as a church community we have been and are tackling um really important and heavy topics in the midst of losing two of my very good friends and leaders um in our community that made up our leadership team we are walking through some very tight financial situations as a church, which has led to some stewardship conversations, which, by the way, um, thank God for the elders at our church who have spent the last year working over, over, over time to make sure that we are making faithful and good decisions with what we have as a, a church. And then on top of that, everything that's happening in our state, in our country, in the world 
the political, racial, financial, physical stress and frustration and uncertainty has been, it seems like has been every headline. And yet you and I have made it here. We, we made it to today. And when I read the Bible and we read about people showing great faith and endurance in times of trial, um, we love those stories and parables. Um, we love being, we love reading about other people being a parable, right? We just don't love it so much when we are the parable, <laughs> when, when we are the story being written. Um, we, we love to read about loaves and fishes, but we don't so much love being called to faithfulness to trust and give what little we have and trusting God to use that to feed those who are hungry. Um, and while I'm not sure that's ever not the case right now, it feels especially true that we are in the midst of a parable and a story being written. God knows where we are, where you are, and he's right there with you. And I believe, and I felt so strongly for the last month that God wants us to feel the loving comfort of a father. One of the ways I think we do that, even when we are exhausted and we feel beat up, is that we build regular ways to taste and see that the Lord is good. Small steps that lead us to the water to drink, to the shade to rest. Um, anybody who's recovered from anything, whether it's injury or whether it's drugs or heartbreak, can tell you that recovery doesn't just happen. When you leave things on their own, they don't just magically get better. It's small, regular steps to recovery. And I really feel like God is calling us into a taste and see posture where we can move our life into these regular practices this year. Um, and now that we are in 2021, people are making major promises to themselves. Uh, people start every year with these um, massive commitments trying to leap. Um, and I really believe God is calling us at LBCF to slow down, to focus down and small, to taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, that life of generosity and hospitality forgiving and peacemaking and standing up for the powerless, the boldness, gentleness, that life we see in Jesus. We're just being called to, to try it out, taste and see. And as a community, um, I know that that involves a good inward life, right? The, 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 the contemplative part that we are, that we are faithful in how we think and a good upward life, right? That, that we allow ourselves to be moved by the Spirit. And I believe that God is calling us to look at the rhythms of our outward life. And we see that in Psalm 34 too. The upward life says, I will praise the Lord. The inward says, I sought the Lord and he delivered me. And then the outward that we would taste and see that the Lord is good. And so, you know, I'm pretty cautious about saying things like, I believe God is saying to us, or I believe God is wanting you. Um, I'm, I'm usually pretty cautious about speaking for God. God's pretty good about speaking for himself. Um, but I believe that, um, that, that Jesus is actually pretty clear about what he called his followers and how he called them to build their lives where 
a, a good practice of an outward life um, was not an optional thing. That's not just for good Christians. That's actually the fruit of all of your inward life. So this is not a message about tithing, but for you, it might be. And it's not a message about treating your body better, but for you this year, it might be. And it's not a message about making it a point to make your time and your help easier to access. But for you, that's what this message might be. The constant example of Jesus in how he lived and what he taught was the way that you live outwardly toward each other was the fruit of what was happening inside. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, Luke 6, 45. Um, and just a reminder that though Jesus' desire for us was not only to be people who do things, but that we would be completely transformed to the roots, that our foundation would, um, would be transformed not before we live, that we wouldn't be transformed and then go out and live, but that we would that we would be transformed through our lives, through how we live. And so, um, and Jesus was also pretty um, cautious. Uh, he was he was pretty harsh against people that claimed to have a very faithful inward life and yet ignored their neighbors. Um, Jesus's, some of his most, his direst warnings were for people that said, but I've, I've believed these right things about you. And in, in history, I've, I've had a very faithful life. And he said, where did that show up amongst your neighbors? He said that their worship was just noise and he called them whitewashed tombs. And I desperately don't want LBCF to to do that. And I, I've seen so many of you show up for each other. So I don't believe that about our community, but I believe this year when we are struggling and trying so hard to just not be 2020, I believe that God is calling us to do more than just not be 2020. God is calling us to, to, to be more than that, to take on those regular practices. And so at this point, if you can, if you start to feel like there's condemnation that you're not doing enough, or if you're starting to feel that, let's just pause and take a breath because it's not taste and see that you are bad. It's taste and see that the Lord is good. So these small practices of giving food to the needy, giving clothing to the naked, shelter to the homeless, tithing or prayer or giving a home to the orphan, lovingly hard to love, are so that we would taste and see that the Lord is good. These are invitations into the best way to live our human lives now. God's promises are for now, that we would taste and see that the Lord is good. Of course, he was good and he will be good, but the the beautiful thing, the thing that is giving me uh, chills on my back right now is that the beauty of all of this life is not just for later. Of course, it helps people right now, but it also saves your soul for this life for right now. This is a look at the presently good God that is reflected in Jesus. That is why I believe Jesus is constantly calling us to not be chained to our past or obsessed with the future, 
We are freed from condemnation, and that is why we need to free others through forgiving them as, as quickly as we can so that we are freed from our past and we free other people from their past. And also, we are told to look at the lilies of the field, that, that not even Solomon in all of his greatness was dressed as beautiful as they are, and yet the Lord takes care of the small things, that we are being freed from our future. Why? Because right now needs you. Our present lives, your right now neighbors, the ones who are to your left and your right, where you sit right now, our right now Long Beach needs you. Long Beach is desperately watching and waiting for a church that will just regularly taste and see that the Lord is good. So I want you to grab a piece of paper really quick. We will use this in a minute. Um, whatever piece of paper you have, um, it's kind of sort of a bookmark size piece and hang on to it. Um, because in a minute, I'm going to ask you to do something with that. But um, while you're getting that, I'll continue. Um, so without better rhythms of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, who we are in January 2021 will look painfully the same as who we were in December 2020. <laughs> it's not like flipping a new calendar. It's not like putting a new calendar on the wall does something magical with how we live. Um, I, I love that people, I actually enjoy that people treat it that way because they give themselves permission to dream again. They give themselves permission to, to, to try. I love that there are rhythms like that. And the reality is that, um, in February, a lot of that, uh, new year energy <laughs> seems to, uh, get exhausted. So, um, I want to show you guys a couple slides because I realized I realized this when I was planting my lawn. Um, and I want to show you guys some of this. So when we moved into our house, this is what I was working with. And I knew I, I wanted to I wanted to have a, a lawn primarily, actually uh, almost exclusively so that I could have something to enjoy when it was football season. I wanted the smell of the fresh, fresh cut grass. I grew up in the mountains. And so working with the soil and the earth is something that I missed. And I never even imagined in my life, if I lived in Southern California, that I would have a lawn. And so this was my first big project. And so, um, there were a lot of people that helped me with that process. Yeah, let's pause on this slide. That's uh, Greg Myers right there in, in that picture, helping me till my grass um, to rip all of it up. I had to kill all of it off. And uh, we can go to the last slide now. Um, and so that was Easter of 20, of 2019 was, was when I finally saw um, some grass start to work in that bottom middle picture was a couple days ago. And you may be asking, are you the weirdo who takes pictures of his lawn often? And yes, I am that weirdo. Um, this is something where everybody was telling me how tough this project was. And, and, um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> to learn how to do this, but, um, so we can go now we can get rid of the grass pictures because now I do feel like a weirdo for that. But um, 
some of you helped me with that process, Greg and Matt, I'm looking at you guys. And just like every other project, I dove in and I tried to learn everything. And what I quickly realized is that it involved about learning about my soils pH and humates and what zone our climate is in and how potassium and nitrogen and phosphorus interact with each other and troubleshooting problems. And, and to do all of that well, um, took me partnering with what I was working with and it took some regular work. And what I really kind of felt like after I got into that project was what I wanted was somebody to hand me something complete for me to enjoy. And I know, and I know that some of you know what it feels like to get a lawn and put sod on top of it. And if the soil hasn't been worked on beforehand, all of this beautiful grass won't take. And sometimes you have a really big problem on your hands. And what I really feel like after the heat and the pressure of 2020, and that there was such a need for refreshment, do you know what that does to soil? It makes it dry and hard and makes it for anything new. For anything new, it, it will take tilling and refreshment and water and regular working on that soil before anything new will take. And so as much as we could want 2021 to be any different, if we don't work on our soil regularly, nothing new we try will take. And so I, what I want is I believe God is calling us to tend to the soil of our life and our church. And it's going to take those small regular practices of working through it. And I believe that action for us is tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. What small regular ongoing practice might he be calling you to? So what I'm going to do now as I'm going to read Psalm 34 again, two times, and you're going to get your piece of paper. And what I want you to do is the first time that I read this through, just listen for a phrase or a word that pops out at you. This is a practice called Lectio Divina. And what it is, is it is a, it is a more intentional way of reading the text to see what in this is the Lord wanting to illuminate for me. And once we get that word, I want you to write it on your piece of paper. I'm going to read through the text again. And I want you to, with curiosity, be thinking, what might the Lord be trying to show me in this whole text from this one word or this one phrase? So uh, can we pull up Psalm 34 one more time? And I want to uh, read that. Hopefully that can work. All right, Psalm 34, let me make this full screen. All right, so what you are doing right now is you are looking, you are just being curious about what one word or what one phrase really sticks out to you, and then you can write it on that piece of paper whenever it comes. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. 
This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer and want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Now let's go back to the first slide, and um, I'm going to pray for us quickly. Lord, would you show us as we listen to your word again? how you may be um, illuminating for us what you have to speak to us this upcoming year, even if it's just for this week or just this moment. Lord, would we be listening to you now? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer and want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. 
none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. I'm going to go back to my notes really quick. Um, so for my family in 2020, what we did was every week we wrote down something that we had gratitude for. And we put it in a jar. And over the course of a year, we amassed over 200 things where, I mean, for my children, half the time it was pasta or ice cream, <laughs> which was fine. Um, but there were, and uh, on New Year's Eve, we took all of them out and we recited all of them. And we just looked at them and we were reminded of very particular things that took place throughout our week. And it was small and it was regular and it, and it felt like it just allowed us to till the soil a little bit each week um, to, to break up that soil that the, the heat and the dryness of a year like last year, where it could lead you to being cynical or hopeless. Um, it broke up and allowed nourishment into the soil a little bit. And then at the end of the year, we just got to enjoy that. We, we got to enjoy that that small amount of regular work um, produced fruit and it was beautiful and it was great and we're going to continue it. But something like that, something small like that can have such a major impact on the soil of your life and the soil of our community. And so with our inward, with that contemplative and our upward, that charismatic life, let us taste and see that the Lord is good that we would live an outward life as well. And I want to, to go, um, I want to go to one more slide because I saw a friend of mine and a uh, spoken word poet in Long Beach propaganda. Um, he posted this on his Instagram yesterday. And I want to read this because I thought it was perfect for us today. Um, he posted a picture of his, girl and he said every couple steps my five-year-old goes okay everyone stop close your eyes listen to the wind take a deep breath feel the ground okay wasn't that nice okay you can take that slide off now and it could be something as simple as that something as simple as a a small regular way of pausing and reminding us that God is calling us to taste and see that he is good for now, that his promises are good for now, that at Long Beach Christian Fellowship, we are going to embrace a life that does not get trapped just inward or upward, but that we would, like Jesus called his followers to, that we would allow that to work its way out into our hands, out of our bank accounts, out of our um, desire to hoard up all of our energy by providing that for other people that need it, by helping people move. Whatever it is, God's calling all of us to be faithful with what he's given us. We are in the middle of a loaves and fish sort of parable and whatever small amount we bring that we believe God will multiply that and we'll be faithful with that. And I really do believe that God has that for us. And I know that next week I have a, uh, I, I got a small preview of what Barb will be teaching and I'm very excited about that. So make sure to tune in to that as well. So 
Um, in, in keeping with that, one of my favorite rhythms that we do as a church is that we sing songs together and that when you're at home right now, um, as good or as bad as your singing voice may be, you can sing it out. And so I want to pass it off to my friend Jason to close us in a worship song.